G'day and welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once uh, with myself, Dirk, from Sumo's Projects and um, looking forward to another very big show today. We have a, a subject, an issue, which uh, is going to be touched upon. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, an eye-opener, and um, but we have to discuss it. And um, to help assist me in the whole discussion is a, a very good friend uh, over in his... Uh, Office block in Collins Street, Chris Zurich. There you go, mate. Hey, yeah, g'day, Dirk. Yeah, back with another episode of uh, Measure Twice, Cut Once. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about a very touchy subject today, uh, mental health. Uh, it affects everybody in, in some way, um, in some some form or some shape. Um, it's how we uh, combat that, uh, that issue, you know, how we um, try and keep ourselves upbeat, I guess. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a bit of a chat about that today. Um, just quickly, though, Dirk, before we get into it, what did you do last week, mate? Yeah, mate, that's uh, – well, last week we had a good discussion about the uh, level of customer service in Australia and basically across the board of um, places we frequent where, you know, we're looking at uh, DIY and um, also woodworking supply stores and – it's a funny, funny thing that we uh, just reflect on that today because I had a, I had a pretty bad experience. And I, I think across the board, people may be finding this as well. Um, I went there today, Chris, and an item I was purchasing for, say, um, 11 bucks. You know, it's not a big outlay, but I, um, that item's gone up dramatically to $15 now. And that's that's about a 30% increase in price, if not more. And... Um, I did query it because I, I did have an old receipt in the car, so I, I rushed on back and uh, I come back in and they said, no, that's basically gone up. So I thought, that's just Johnny Rotten, mate. It's, um, it sort of goes against the grain. That was at Bunnings too, I should say, because, you know, you look through the whole pandemic and uh, this store's been making a lot of money. Uh, even prior to that, uh, they, they give pretty ordinary service. Some stores better than others, like we reflected on. Um, yeah, so that, that got up my go today, and um, I was Actually, pretty sorry, pretty just gonna ask, yeah. I was just gonna ask you, um, with the COVID 19 virus, um, because I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, you know, would they have put the price up, um, because they haven't had a lot of people come in, or because you just said that, um, they've been doing really well, like they've been really busy, so I, I, I'm trying to get in my head why why would they up the price on something if they're if they're doing really well because they're a big corporation owned by a big corporation and they don't really care about their customers and um i, I find you know whilst the the sailing was smooth for them you know for donkeys years prior uh and the shareholders were happy now now all of a sudden it comes down to like i'm in a regional setting and our, our stores are still being open but um I know you've got click and collect, and even prior to um, the harsh lockdowns in Melbourne, people were going and supporting that organisation, you know, and they, they do so much better than most others, um, which we touched upon trying to find out other stores. Now, throughout the pandemic, I can understand things go up, but, um, you know, why should a big player be so noticeable in their price increase? That's just one thing I'm not really okay with, mate. Yeah, I'm. I'm starting to think it might be a little touch of greed, maybe. Mm. No. But 
you know, uh, what do you do? It's 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 become that way. The the big supermarkets, the big umbrella shops, they've got everything in them. And um, you know, unless unless we're wanting to travel around and just go and look for better prices, you know, you you're wasting time, fuel. So well, that's that's the thing. Um, I, I think, um, and I'm pretty sure you, you're aware of it now. Uh, Mario Castellano, the wood father. Capilano. Capilano, is it? Sorry. Sorry, Mario. Um, he's put out a, um, a piece of software that, uh, or, or what is it? It's actually an app, isn't it, or something that um, lets you know where you can get certain timbers from and everything like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would be looking into that, you know, make sure, you know, look because you're, you're buying Formply. Formply is pretty, pretty inexpensive, but looks like... Um, Looks like Bunnings has started to put it up. Um, maybe you can get it somewhere cheaper. You know, if you look at Mario Capilano's uh, app or whatever it is, um, to see if you can get it somewhere cheaper. Yeah, and that's that's good suggestion. But you know, like it's if you look at it um, as a full sheet size, that's then sixteen dollar increase on that. You know, mm. these are cut down set uh, sizes, and basically. You come to expect that they keep their prices at a consistent range. And, yeah, and Mario Capilano's uh, actually doing a fantastic job highlighting the fact that, you know, go and support the smaller players out there because uh, I think he recently mentioned he found someone in South in WA now. So you know, Yeah, he's, yeah he said he had his first one out there, yeah. Yeah, so he's broadening uh, the horizon for us woodworkers to be able to gather, uh, you know. But it's sometimes restrictive because I can't come to Melbourne and... Uh, <coughs> You know, we're sort of uh, got to juggle those sort of facts as well. So, you know, basically. So, would there be a lot of, be a lot of um, timber merchants out your way at all? No, nah, mate. There's bugger all. You, you, you've got probably a, a chance of sourcing uh, uh, slab timber more so, um, because being rural setting. But as far as refined goods, sheet goods, it's uh, you know, it's basically uh, there's not much about minor tenor small players. We've got Hunter's Hardware up here and uh, they're not really catering for that type of market, you know. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we should get into our uh, main topic today, Dirk. Um, mental health, how, how important your mental health is. Um, and uh, and I think we should have a bit, of a, a bit of a chat on that. What do you think? I think it's uh, very worthy. Yeah, exactly right, Chris. It's uh, today's subject is something um, that's relevant to everyone in the world, and uh, we we speak of um, mental health. You know, mental mental health awareness, uh, mental health, and things we can do uh, to recognise symptoms of it, and also uh, trying to put that into perspective in uh, the makerverse, uh, where the you know the there's positive energies that can come from being involved in things such as what we do or be it sport or be it anything creative uh, that takes you into a positive uh, mindset and um, sets up the framework for good vibes. But whilst not everyone can be, you know, automatically subject to uh, that environment, um, there are people who struggle with uh, particular, you know, things like anxiety and um, depression and, um, and 
touch also, I suppose we have to talk about the fact of suicide. That is a very relevant and important um, part of the whole thing because that's the ultimate, uh, uh, you know, doom, isn't it, when you, when you look at it. So, um, Chris, uh, I suppose we all have a story to tell and maybe, maybe you could kickstart it with uh, if you've known of anyone or, you know, anything that you might have heard of in your past. Well, it's it's unfortunate, Dirk, that I do have a story uh, about a friend who um, who decided to uh, to to finish. Uh, he didn't want to go any further, but we didn't know. Um, it, was, it was a guy that we used to work with. Um, but if you if you were at work with him, um, you would think he was the happiest guy on the planet. You know, he had he had a good job. I mean, he was working with us with a great bunch of blokes. And I'm not being funny about that because, you know, we all got on, got along really well. Um, he had a, a wife and four young kids. Uh, he only just started with us. He came over from uh, Western Australia. He worked the mines for a couple of years and, and made himself a lot of money doing that and paid off his house and everything. So he had really no, no worries uh, financially. Um, his wife and kids were, were beautiful. I, I had the pleasure of meeting them um, before. Uh, and and they were really really great. So uh, when we got the news at work that um, that he'd uh, that he he killed himself, it was it was shattering, mate. It was shattering news. You know, um, you, you you don't really know how to react to something like that. You know, I mean, I I, I struggled with it for for a couple of uh, a few months afterwards. You know, I went to his funeral and. Um, and his his, his mum and dad were there. He was he was the youngest of uh, four brothers, I believe. Um, and everyone was just just shocked. You know, we we didn't know we, what came out because we started talking to everybody at the funeral. Um, what came out was that he'd been struggling with um, with depression for years, absolute years, and we we never knew. At work, we had no idea. Um, because he was always cracking a joke, he was always happy, he was always laughing, you know, and nothing was too much trouble for him, and and then that happened. So, I guess unless you, you I don't know, unless you're a trained professional, you can pick up on some of these things. I'm not sure, um, but we didn't know. We had no idea. I mean, you look at watching the signs, but um, what are the signs? You know, yeah. Dirk, I, I don't know. I don't know what to how, to how to. I mean, I'm no professional. I'm no mental health professional or anything like that. I only know what I know. Yeah, so I'm uh, guessing that um, that you can't really. I mean, you can't really tell unless you're you're a professional. You can't really tell uh, what's going on in somebody's mind. Um, I I look at people and I think uh, you know he looks a little down or you know he looks a little angry or or whatever the case may be. Um, so I just keep asking people how they are, you know, make sure is there anything I can do to help is, you know, just try and keep upbeat, you know. Um, but what about yourself, Dirk? Uh, can you add anything to this? Well, unfortunately, I've had three uh, scenarios or three times I've heard of, uh, you know, this terrible event happening, Chris. Probably about, oh, I think 15 years ago, there was a, there was a this is the worst one, there was a young lad, they're all bad, mate. But he was at a radio station that I was involved with, and um, he was a host and that for a, I think cricket show and even football show, as far as a local competition uh, around northern Melbourne. And um, 
<clears throat> years later, I, I, I caught up with someone and um, I, I sort of mentioned the young guy's name and they said he'd, uh, he'd been cyber bullied and actually taken his own life. And that, that just stunned me like no one's business, mate. Um, I think he was probably 16, you know, just just something that um, I couldn't put two and two together with that. Um, there was also a case uh, where I deliver uh, in Shepparton, guy I uh, used to see, he was bright, sprightly, happy as Larry, and um, I didn't deliver there for a while, different products, all that sort of stuff, and I went back one day and um, I said, where's, where's, the, where's this guy? And they, they said, didn't you know? I said, no, what? And um, yeah, so the news threw me a back on my feet and, uh, you know, and one, one of the uh, my work colleagues, uh, he, Pete, he, um, he lost his brother to suicide five years ago. And, um, you know, he, he, he still struggles and suffers with that uh, as, as you would, you know, because it, it's something that we don't know how to uh, put our fingers on the pulse to uh, relieve the pressure of it. You know, it's, as you said, um, you don't see the symptoms, the signs. It's not like you have a something growing out of your body and you go, that's obvious, you know, and that must hurt. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, they're the relatable uh, stories in the context to people I've known. Um, and, you know, that's, it's just been bloody terrible, mate, you know, just to hear that. And I, I sort of, we, we, we want to discuss today also like looking at signs, but also put a bit of a positive on, uh, on things and what we do, you know, uh, how we can help the situation a little bit in what we do. You agree? Yeah, 100%, Dirk, 100% with you there. Um, look, just, just looking at my own um, my own experiences, if, if I'm feeling a little bit down, I mean, you've, you've had a bad day at work or, um, you know, it could be the, the littlest things. I mean, you've just, got, you've just received a bill that's, you know, larger than what you thought it was and you think, oh, how am I going to pay for this, you know, and... Um, I, I try and put everything into a little bit of perspective. Um, I, I try not to worry about stuff like that. I mean, I, th- there's nothing you can do. If you worry about it, you can't. it's not going to change. So there's no point in worrying about it, you know. So you just, you just try and move along with it. Um, but the one thing, the one constant in my life, uh, apart from my grandkids, of course, um, is I have my workshop. You know, and I can I can just go out into my workshop, and it's like a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, it's like a haven. You know, I, I can go in there, and, and and my problems just seem to to disappear. You know, like you you, you immerse yourself in a project, and um, and you, you're making stuff, and the noise of the power saw, and uh, the, the your drills, and everything going, and the smell of the uh, the timber, and you know, to, to me, that's that's the best therapy in the world, you know. I mean, I, I really enjoy that side of things. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about that, Dirk, but that's, that's you know, like if, if I come home from work and I'm feeling a little bit down, first thing I do, beeline for the workshop and, and just turn the world off, basically. What about yourself, Dirk? Uh, I, I, look, to be honest, I, I'm, I've been pretty much a positive person uh, most of my life because I've, as you said, immerse myself in different hobbies, sports. Um, and, you know, I've gone through and put my best foot forward in all those things. And um, to me, the success 
and the positive energy I get from doing it. Just like I always say, you have to be a participant. Don't be sitting on the fence. If you're participating in something, uh, there's one less stress you've got to worry about. And the only, um, you know, you get good things that come out of being in, involved, like endorphins and, you know, uh, motivation. And my workshop is that nowadays. It's not so much um, sports because you can see by my physique, I'm probably a little bit out of touch with sport. But Oh, you look um, like an Adonis to me, mate. Thanks, mate. It's uh, those special mirrors come in handy. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's you know, it's 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 also not so much always being in that workshop, but it's a discussion around it, the the thinking about it all day, what you want to do, uh, the project you got at hand, and and we talk a lot, you know, outside of uh, these spheres, and we talk about our hobby uh, to the nth degree. And I think that's really good. And we, we also discuss everything in life, you know, and, um, and and you need that person because without that person or, or small group, you, you, you sort of, you're just shouting in the wind, you know. And I think that is a big part of the um, positive that you can sort of extract uh, to take away some of that anxiety, I think. Does that sort of make sense? Oh, mate, 100%. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and as you said, I mean, you and me, we, we uh, chat on the phone at least, you know, seven or eight times a week, yeah? Yeah. Um, and and the good thing is, it's, it's like you said, you find somebody that's like-minded, so you, you connect, you know, that, that sort of way. And, um, and because, look, to be brutally honest, Durko, um, when we're on the phone talking to one another, we talk a lot of shit, basically, you know. <laughs> But um, but we also we also you know how you going you know how's how's things oh I'm having a bad day at work and then you, you talk about that and then, and it sort of just um, melts away is, is that the right word you know you just sort of you, you don't worry about it as much um, which which is very helpful I mean I've got a few friends um, that I can I can ring that'll that'll talk to me on on that level. And uh, and it and it really really is a, a major help, you know. I, I I shudder to think where I'd be if I didn't have these friends that I could uh, fall back on, you know. And um, and that and like I said, that 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 really is a big help. I don't know about you, Dirk, but um, that's that's where I am at the moment. You know, like I've got my friends that I can talk to. I've got my workshop, and um, and I'm just trying to keep moving forward, basically. Yeah, I agree. We are the brass band of bullshit. Um, but I make the, yeah, like you said then, um, it's it's a comparison of saying you're, you're driving on a greasy road and you're on slicks. You know, you really got to put a good set of treads on and uh, then all of a sudden you get traction again and you're on your way. And, um, it's a good you know, and Yeah, and, and to have that core pe- uh, group of people that you can go and... Uh, have a yak with and that is just awesome you know and it's it's amazing that just in the last two to three weeks i've been actually speaking with other people and they've actually brought up uh, some of the consequences of um having long-term lockdown and the anxiety and suffering they, they've never had before and you know and i thought i can't believe that um it's real now it's it's more real because i'm talking to someone and i, I always try to steer the conversation into exactly what we've been saying let's look at the positives let's look at your workshop let's talk a bit of shit let's have a laugh 
um, let's smooth it over. We're going to have a beer on the weekend. We're going to look after things. And as far as um, they're the little things I can think of that I can help others with, you know, to um, just keep a conversation going and um, but be serious and look out for them and see, you know, see if they're all right. Sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again, please? Well, sorry, was are you doing all right, Siri? <laughs> My apologies. No, that's but, all right. Um, yeah, so, you know, as far as not being a professional, um, I think if we can talk to those who we think may need a good talk to, or just ring them up every now and then for crying out loud. It's not hard, you know. That's but, it. That's but, all it is. Start the, start the yak and start the conversation and, you know, that's where we're at and uh, we've got the ball rolling and um, whilst it may not be the ultimate help, if a lot of people start doing that and um, not so much try to be the, the, the doctor, but just be the person who can stay on top of it, you know, be there. Oh, exactly. So, uh, and like you said, I think you nailed it when you said just keep the conversation going, you know, keep, keep talking to these people. Um, I think letting them know that... Um, Look, I'm going to say something. I don't know if it's going to be out of the ordinary or if it's going to be totally left fuel. But, you know, you, you look at this Black Lives Matter thing, you know. Um, as far as I'm concerned, all lives matter. You know, I don't care if you're black, purple, green or orange, mate. All lives matter. Um, and and I, I just think that um, you've, got to, you've got to keep in touch with, um, with your with you, your group of friends, you got to let them know. I mean, even if, if I'm feeling a little bit down, you know, just ring somebody and say, hey, listen, I'm not feeling right, you know, can we have a bit of a chat? The unfortunate thing at the moment is we've got this COVID-19 thing and we're all in lockdown. I mean, I am in my area. I don't. I know you're not, but um, I, I can't just up and go to the pub with a mate and have a drink or I can't go to a mate's house to have a drink because you're not allowed, basically. Mm. So... And uh, and you did say before that you know that this lockdown is driving a lot of people um, to distraction. You know, I, I'd I'd love to, well, I wouldn't love to see them, but I'd, I'd like to know what the numbers are um, if if suicides have actually gone up during this lockdown. You know, because yeah. I'd I'd and and I'd hate saying this, but I'd be surprised if they don't. You know, I mean, the 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 worst place to be. Um, and I'm speaking from experience here. The worst place to be is locked inside your own head. You know, yeah. you got, you know, you got nothing to do, and you're just sitting there thinking. You know, for me, that's that's the worst. You know, that's why I keep myself going all the time, always doing something. You know, it's, because I hate, I, I just don't want to sit and think. Basically, I don't know about you, Dirk, but that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, I don't know, Chris. I, I just. Uh... I, you have to put yourself in someone else's shoes, and and, and if you're not working, if you're all of a sudden made redundant, there's no opportunity. It just it just can do your head in, and you know, like financial stress. There's other stresses. There's family stresses, and you know, these are these are the things that uh, unless we've got a solid foundation where we can mentally um, not overcome issues when they arise, but we can uh, have them bounce up against that wall. And then just subside, you know. Um, I just my, the, my colleague Peter he had a he had a quote which he goes to uh, um, find his good space. He, it, it, it says you might feel 
You're worthless to one person, but you are priceless to another. Don't ever forget your value. And, you know, that's that's a very positive um, expression, I think, that you can, you know, a lot of us could probably uh, harness and take into our own lives so, sort of thing. So, you know, sayings and expressions are, are good too in, in, in a way, but always have empathy, have empathy for your fellow person. I think that's the key. I think that's the key, empathy, you know, um because a lot of a lot of the people a lot of the people that I work with now um sadly they they only think of number one they only think of themselves they don't care what the next bloke's doing um and and all they want to do is you know just let you know about their world you know I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I don't care about him and I don't care about that and and, and again that's not me I, I tend to switch off when when people start talking to me like that um uh, but I don't. I don't go around telling everybody. Oh, you know, like I'm doing YouTube and I'm doing this. You know, I, I don't do that either. Um, but if someone wants to wants to talk to me, you know, like I'm, I'm having a bit of an issue with um, with my wife, or um, one of my mates has given me a bit of a hard time. You know, what do I do? You know, as, as long as you can talk to somebody about it, you know, like. And again, you said. I mean, I'm. I'm Certainly no professional when it comes to this, but um, if you're showing the empathy, you can pick up on somebody's um, bad vibes. Is that the right word to use? You yeah. know, that, that somebody's just not not themselves. You can usually tell. Um, and as long as you've got that, that person to talk to, you know, that you can relate to. Um, unfortunately, I don't have anyone I can relate to at work because no one does woodworking like I do. You know, that's why I've got you know, your good self. And, uh, and I've got a few other people that I can um, that I can chat to in that respect, um, but just just talking to them, you know, get them to, to get it out. You got to you got to get it out. You know, you can't just um, bottle it all up inside because it's like a pressure pot. You know, it's it's just going to keep building and building and building until something blows up, basically. So yeah, I I, I don't know what else to say on that, Dirk. I mean. Um, is there any, do you reckon there's, there's something else we could do to, to make make more people aware of this? Look, mate, I, I would say uh, like every journey in, in life, uh, whether you're a maker, become a maker on a journey, um, begin a journey in your own mind and um, try to weave your way out of any bad situation. I know that's not easy. That's easy to say for me, but um, I don't know any other advice as far as um, being a positive person. Uh, and you know, go for a direction that's uh counteractive to the bad one, sort of thing. So, yeah, that's all I could possibly say as far as finally, uh, you know, having ending this uh discussion this week, Chris. Well, yeah, um, look, I, I suppose what we can say, what we can uh end this, this topic on is if you're feeling down, if you're feeling low. Um, if something's just not quite right, for Christ's sake, ring somebody. Um, if you can't talk to family and friends about it, there's there's all these different um, organisations like Lifeline, for example, you know, that, that you can call. Talk to somebody, you know, like you, you've got it. You've got to talk to somebody. You've got to let it out. Otherwise, it'll eat you away. So I don't know what else to add to that, Dirk. No, every day is special. Make it count. Well, that's the thing, uh, and one of look, one of my favourite sayings is, um, "You're a long time dead." You know, we're only 
we're only on this planet, uh, this this life. It's literally, it's a blink of an eye. It really is. In the great scheme of things, it's a blink of an eye. You know, you got to try and make it work. Um, you know, whether you believe in an afterlife or not, you've, you've still got to make this life work. You know, because yeah. because you're not here for a very long time. You you might think eighty years is a long time. You know, some people live to eighty, but it's not. It's it's a blink of an eye. Don't waste. So, Chris, I uh, just wanted to make mention, mate. Um, couple of couple of things uh, that I've I found interesting, uh, and a couple of people would like to uh, mention. Um, I watched a video recently uh, building a kitchen island extension cabinet by um, a Long Longhorn Workshop. Um, I think he's a, he's a guy with a European background living in the United States. He's uh, he he took part in the challenge, I think. Uh, uh, Scrapwood Challenge, and um, I'm enjoying watching his content. Uh, it's been really, uh, you know, something that's um, it's good. It's really good. And also, I'd like to make mention of Clamp, uh, the Clamp podcast with Grant Alexander, Maker um, Mackie, and uh, I forgot his first name, Mr. Morley. So there've been things on my radar in the last uh, few weeks. What about you? Um. Well, I've just watched a couple of videos uh, over the last week or so. One of them, one of them jumps out straight away, and that's uh, Uncle Knackers with his step stool. Absolutely brilliant the way he, um, the way he put it all together. And uh, his dad jokes—I don't know about you, dude, but I think his dad jokes are getting worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. You know, you, you sort of sit there and you think to yourself, "Did I really hear that? Is, is that really?" I, I, I'm a dad, but not, my jokes aren't that bad. But anyway. Um, the other one, the other one that I looked at is uh, Scott Turner, uh, Form Industrious. He did a bar build, and it was, you know, words escape me. It was absolutely brilliant. He's he's a talent. He, he really is. I, I um, don't don't talk to me now, Siri. He's a talent. You know, he's he's unbelievable. The, the way he. Um, just there's the stuff that he comes up with, but anyway, that's that's uh, what I looked at this week. Um, what what are we doing next week, Dirk? What do you think we should do next week? I think we should kiss Chris. Oh, I mean, no, no, no really? none of that, none of that. Don't don't think outside of the rhombus. Uh, we're going to probably have a look into the uh, keep it simple, stupid uh, approach to making. Um, and oh, that's something I think could be a, Hey? You're talking about the KISS method. The KISS method. Method one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't really want to kiss or anything. No, yeah. no. I eat a lot of garlic and that'd be bad. Um, you know, the least bit problems, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a fine woodworker, you might have the KISS method of woodworking uh because you have that knowledge and that skill set and that's easy for you to uh, tackle that project. Uh, for people like me, I, I take uh, probably the easier road, but the functionable road of making things work. So I'm going to look at how I kiss things. And I don't kiss like that either because it, it hurt your lips. Chris? No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. I think um, sometimes we tend to overcomplicate things and... Um, you know, like if you want to, um, you know, put two bits of wood together, just try and keep it as simple as you can, you know. I mean, 
But anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Um, so I, I think um, we can just just about call this one call this one finished. What do you think, Dirk? Yeah, I, I think I think we'll call this finished. And thank you, everyone. Uh, please subscribe to the um, channel and uh, look us up on uh, uh, Podbean uh, for the podcast. Uh, there's four episodes, I think, or five up, or something like that. Three, and, three, uh, three. Um, three. Uh, They're all good yeah. listening. They're all good listening. Yeah, they are. We recommend, we recommend it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Go for it. And Google. Google podcasts as well. Amazing. Yeah, and we're going to get on to iTunes podcasts soon as well. As soon as Apple pull their finger out and, and approve Definitely. us, Definitely. Um, it will be up there as well. But anyway, thanks very again for, for the show, Dirk. Um, uh, like I said, I'm just going to reiterate again, if you're having any issues or anything like that, please call somebody, uh, talk to somebody. Don't don't sit there and fester over it. Um, get it out and, and, and move on with your life. Um, and uh, Dirk, I'll talk to you again next week and, uh, and I'll say bye for now. Yep, and let's get it on again next week. Hooroo.